At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I've been saving up for the pork chop drive for the last 15 months, and I think I'm ready to go. <laughs> do you huh? do you buy bulk pork chops? Do you have like a downstairs freezer and everything? You got to store them yeah. in. Yeah, we got like um, a nice big freezer in the in the basement that fits humans yeah, i was so. gonna say it's, be- it's less concerning than hearing you're stocking up on human blood so i'll take it no they reject me every time now whenever i try I say hey you you want my blood i have valuable blood and they're like no sarah your iron is way too low <laughs> I last time that. you're here yes last time you're here you fainted like we don't want you yeah anymore. you're too trouble too much trouble for them too too much trouble. Um, um, and we're not alone this week. No. Uh, we heard this guy had breakfast with Janitor Bud. And so we just had to have him back on the podcast to spill all. I need to know all of the Janitor Bud tea, if I'm being honest. But Cody Patterson is here. Cody, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for the opportunity to let me interview for the intern position on your podcast. <laughs> There's nothing more yes. that I want to do than to be a professional podcaster. <laughs> yeah, we have been looking for an intern for quite some time to do our um, to do our laundry, like go to the dry cleaner, get us a coffee, um, maybe even um, return our shoes at Macy's. Oh, so, and my pants, right? Yeah. So whenever you want to start on your intern duties, <laughs> let me know. It is an unpaid internship. Of course. Um, because... I mean, as I tell the young design students, uh, if you're anybody, you will take an unpaid internship at one time in your life. 
<laughs> unfortunately so. But how's it been, Cody? Like, we got to speak to you uh, for season two, and that was super fun. We loved having you, so we're happy to see you back. Yeah, I'm excited to be back for season three. It's been uh, it's been a great season. Uh, we've got Morgan is back, and um, just a lot of exciting, fun things. Corey and Topanga on again, off again. So a lot of great things here. Yeah, yeah, I've been really enjoying season three so far. It's certainly not everything that I thought it was going to be, but I really am loving, especially, I mean, we'll get into it, but I'm really loving these like character focused episodes that are on the, you know, on the outside circle of Boy Meets World. Yes. You know, we have these yes. Eric episodes, these Sean episodes. I've been loving what they're giving me, especially in this like middle to end half of season two. I feel like spot on episodes. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, like you say, to 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 look at these, uh, I guess, ancillary characters, these outside characters, Sean, yeah. Eric, Mr. Feeney, Mr. Turner. Um, it's good. It kind of it kind of rounds out the world in Bo- in Boy Meets World. Absolutely, that's a ancillary is a very good um, Feeney word. <laughs> that he would approve of that. It's an look SAT word for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're co- covering two episodes today. Um, season three, episode 15, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, which, ha ha ha, I, lo- I thought that was a very clever title. Um, and 16 is Stormy Weather. Appropriately, I like these title names, this this batch of titles. I really enjoyed these. Yeah, I think I looked into them and they're both, what are they, both like book titles? I have no clue. Oh, I thought. Something like that. I thought, Cody, I thought The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Isn't that a song? It is. It's actually, I think, a Reba McIntyre song. Oh, and, okay. And then Stormy Weather is also a song, and I don't have who's who wrote, who sang that, but it's also a song. Books, songs. I, I only got into Boris College, guys, so what, what, what do I know? <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, I didn't know for sure. I just, it sounded like it was... Um, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, uh, let's, let's jump right into these episodes because I thought they were, there's so much to cover in both and I thought they were both like decently good episodes. Um, so we start off at Chubby's, Sean and a girl are in a booth, uh, they're discussing kissing research. Her name is Dana. It is the one and only, uh, again, I might butcher her name, Larissa Olenek. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but this is the girl from 10 Things I Hate About You. The famous mm-hmm. Bianca from 10 Things I Hate About You. And I was like, holy crap, I forgot she was in this. I was very excited, Cody. Yeah, I recognized her actually from 100 Girls. Oh. 100 Girls. I don't think I've seen yes. it. Is it a rom-com? Uh, kind of, yes. Oh my gosh, now I need to see that. Well, also, she played Dawn in the Babysitter's Club. She we played Alex Club. Alex Mack in The oh, Secret of World of Alex Mack. Yes. She was in Third Rock from the Sun. She was in um, Pretty Little Liars, Jess, um, for <sighs> like a season <laughs> or two. She uh, had to be like know. someone's mom or something. There's no way she was like. I she's... think she dated Ian or some nonsense okay, like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love her iconic actress, especially from the 90s. Um, so her name's Dana. So we we quickly learn that she is not Sean's typical type because she's doing volunteer work for the blood drive. And she talks about, you know, oh, I want to go on a picnic with you, Sean. Like, wouldn't that be nice? And Sarah, Sean is like not into picnics. Not exactly surprising. No, he doesn't know why you would eat outside. Um, 
I, I kind of agree. Ants, <laughs> last time I went on a picnic, the ants and the bees overtook the picnic. It's it's like they did not get the invitation for the picnic. So I, I say no to picnics as well. But yeah, he just thinks that they should just get back to what they're good at, kissing. And this really throws Dana off uh, to the point where she calls off the second date because um, because Sean's reputation is preceding him. Like he is now being known as a guy that goes on dates, gets the kisses in and ditches the girls. And now it's making the rounds of John Adams high. Yeah, Cody, I feel like we've been leading up to this point, right? Because we see Sean, like, every episode, he's dating a new girl, and he's always talking about, like, dating two girls at once or, like, you know, bouncing from girl to girl. So I I kind of love that they tie, a, you know, a hook in with that storyline that, like, oh, it's great and all up until you want a girl who's, like, not willing to date a guy with this reputation. Yeah, we needed to see Sean's character grow some and go from, this this character that just goes from girl to girl to girl it's interesting even though he has this reputation the girls still continue to flock to him he just stands Mm -hmm. there and girls just immediately come up to him but we're having this transition now to the 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 romantic uh sean hunter um instead of just the going from girl to girl sean hunter it's nice seeing that transition Yes, yes, because we'll see a lot more of this, especially when um, when Angela comes into the picture. Obviously, that's when he more, you know, settles down. So this is just kind of like a a little teaser of what's to come with Sean. And I really enjoyed it. Um, also, he's wearing a yin and yang ring, which I was like living my best life. I was like, yes. Give me that 90s energy. I know you spent like two quarters on that and like one of those machines outside the grocery store. Yes. Um, yeah, only second none to the mood ring, right? Yes. Mood ring number one, yin yang ring number two for sure. Um, yeah. So we're at school the next day. Uh, Corey comes in. He was just having breakfast with Janitor Bud. I love the tie in to Janitor Bud still being like a part of this, even though we haven't seen him in a little bit. Um, right. So and funny. they had a call back that Corey owed Janitor Bud. So that's why they go on these like <laughs> hangout breakfasts. I'd say one entire episode of just breakfasts with Janitor Bud. (laughs) So so is Janitor Bud still Feeney's assistant at this point? I feel like it's been over like a month or whatever it was that. Well, you know what? Maybe he retired at this point because like he was only a few months away from retirement. Right. And how many episodes ago was that? It has to be coming up. Yeah. Retirement would make sense because if he's. If, if Corey's having breakfast with him, maybe he has more time now uh, in his retirement right. to have breakfast with the kids the where he couldn't have that, that time right. or, uh, before. And I still feel sense. like you'd call him janitor regardless because like yes. it's like, a, oh, Professor so-and-so, Mr. and Mrs. whatever. Like you, that's his title. Forever he will mm-hmm. be janitor bud. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. So Corey's upset because he knows Sean was out with Dana Pruitt. And uh, Corey wants to know all about it. And Sean has not spilled any tea, which is very unlike him, Sarah, to not spill a word of this. Because as we all know, Corey lives vicariously through Sean most of the time. Right. Corey has learned all of the things that Corey could have to know at this age, uh, which is like, you know, totally not the right things that he's probably should be learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, The diagrams and the pictures are uh, interesting. And I'm very curious what... (laughs) that would entail um but 
so I think that Janner, Bud, and Corey were surprised that Sean would even be interested in a quote-unquote nice girl like Dana because it's not Dana's typical, you know, uh, it's not Sean's typical type. Um, and essentially what we have is um, Dana comes around and wants to talk to Sean in private. And Sean thinks that, like, they're going to just, like, hit it off. And that's not really what happens for uh, Sean and Dana at this point. Um Cody, do you think that dating a nice girl like Dana could ruin Sean's reputation? And is that something that we should be worried about for Sean? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think it actually would help Sean uh, you know, become more rounded as as a person to to go out with someone that's that's you know not like him. I'm sure these other girls as well are probably very similar to Sean. They're probably going from guy to guy as well, uh, and they see Sean as this person. That's just cute and, uh, you know, fun to go out on a couple of dates and do some kissing. But with with Dana, who wants to, you know, go to go on picnics and uh, we're going to where she says, well, what are we going to talk about? And she's doing volunteer work. She's doing all these other things. And I think that's actually good for Sean. Yeah, it's not exactly like that's the thing is Sean has a reputation as like not a boy or not a girl, not boyfriend material. Um, so I think I, I agree. I think it would be nice for him to kind of experience the other side of things if that's something he wants to do, which it certainly seems like he does. Um, we see we see Eric. Uh, this is again, we, we've kind of had this continuation of Eric's struggle to graduate Um so far since season three started this is kind of a continuation of that he needs to talk to Eli about his paper and we have like Turner and Eli just like joking about different excuses uh Eric might make oh you fell behind in your car payments and they repossessed your paper instead or there was some type of animal laying on the side of the road with your term paper in its mouth um so poor 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 Eric he's just trying to like he really it does seem like he really is trying to pick up his grades and like do what he can to graduate and get into college. Um, and this is when he Except finds out. do his work. Well, study. that's later. That's the next episode. No, he, they, no. They said, hey, Eric, like, if you want to do well in school, how about you study? And Eric's like, yeah, I'm trying to be serious here. Like, Eric is giving, like, a nice, like, 35% of effort. Not even, like, a full 50. Um, I, I don't think that Eric is doing enough his term paper is late maybe cody did they have like when you went to school did they have like a boces or like a a votech or anything like that where um basically students who were in upper levels usually in high school like maybe 11th and 12th grade you could like leave the school and do more like vocational skate uh like trade skills like mechanics Uh stuff like that yeah i'm not sure about trade skills or trade schools but we did have people that would go and go to like the local community college and get some college credit oh interesting okay yes because yeah, because in my high school we had like a BOCES type of thing so people who necessarily because some people just aren't good test takers right like they just mm-hmm. they don't do well sitting in a classroom staring at a chalkboard um yeah. so like pe- kids who knew what they were interested in uh like something like mechanical or there were other things too but that's kind of the one that's ringing a bell um, they could leave the school and go do that instead. I view like this news internship as something very similar for Eric because that's actually what he wants to do. Like that's a I, I don't know if this is the first time we're learning this. I feel like there was like a hint of something li- earlier. Right, Sarah? Yes. 
So in the episode where Corey um, saves Janitor Bud from the fire. Yes. He talks about wanting to be a weatherman in that episode. Right. So this is perfect. This is a perfect tie in. It's what he wants to do. And it seems like I I understand like I feel like kids Eric's age don't necessarily get it that they like they need to do the proper steps to get there. You can't become a weatherman without the proper degrees and certifications and all of those things. And he wants to just kind of like jump to the news internship. Um, but Eli says, you know, there's a lot of a straight A students who are going to want to try to get in. Um, and then, of course, there's like the joke of like, come on, it's television. Of course, he'll be able to get in, you know? <laughs> yeah, because he has the good hair and he's a good looking guy. So, yeah. of course, of course he will. Um, he'll schmooze his way in. Um, but no, I thought that the prospect of a internship for Eric was a really great idea. Um, something that he can be excited for. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I loved Eric in this weather internship role. I thought that he really thrived in it. And sometimes kids just need something to be excited about to, you know, just because you're not a good student doesn't mean that you won't be good at something that you have excitement and passion for. So um, we have Sean uh, talking to Corey about how the conversation with Dana was just that she wants to go out with Corey, which is like incredibly awkward, Dana. Like, why are you asking Sean to go out with Corey? Like, it, where's the best friend thing? Like, that's just like so wrong. Um, Corey can't do it. And Sean says that he should because she's great and funny and sexy and she has amazing uh, penmanship <laughs> and she puts the little hearts over the eyes. I, I don't I've never put the hearts over the eyes, but there's been plenty of girls that I've known that have done so. Yeah, Cody is is a sexy penmanship important to you in a relationship? <laughs> I'm not saying it's important in a relationship, but it is very mm-hmm. cute. It is very cute. I do enjoy seeing the uh, the good penmanship. I was you like the, the circle eye girl, you know yes. what I mean? Not the not the hearts, but the little the yeah. little circles. Like when I was in, you know, middle school, when it was that time to be like, oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna like down my eyes with circles, so cute. And use the pink pen and the light, uh, light the green pen. The gel pens. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. The gel pens were all the rage when I was, I mean, Sarah, probably what, like, maybe, maybe even like, maybe middle school was when gel pens were like the thing and you write in like different colors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gel pens are always the thing. They're still the thing. Oh, they're the still milk the thing. The milk pens. The milk pens. How about the black paper with the pastel? <gasps> Yeah, like, uh, gel pens. Oh, it's bringing me yeah. back. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, but the the bright pink the bright pink pens don't look good on white paper because you can't really see it that well. No, it's not I've good for your complaints. eyes. No, I've gotten complaints <laughs> about that. From whom? Um, okay, so this is like really <laughs> random. So in high school, we, me, and three of my friends had a notebook that we would pass around. Oh yeah, yeah. And like write to each other and like it was like who has the book who has the book and one day I wrote my like entry in the pink pen and then my friend told me that the pen hurts her eyes so she asked me not to use the pen anymore. so then you ended your friendship with her immediately obviously no <laughs> I moved on to the black pen um but yeah so this is when like 
you could tell Sean is so hurt by this, right? Like, Dana rejects him. Not only does she reject him, but it's because he's not, like, boyfriend material. And it's because he wants she wants to go out with Corey. Um, and, uh, and this is, you know, basically Sean's, like, pushing her on Corey. Like, you should go out with her. You should go out with her. Oh, Rosie and Gina are who I should be with. And, like, why is it that every girl they pair Sean with, like, is required to wear a leather jacket, Cody? Every girl. Every single girl. Yeah. Wearing a leather jacket is just really cool. It makes them look uh, <laughs> slick and hot. So. Yeah. <laughs> And dangerous. And they're, dangerous, yes. They're bad girls because they hang out in like the alleyways and like chew their gum that they stole from the local like Genovese. Yeah. All we see are uh, literally Dana only wears cardigans and all the bad girls wear leather jackets. Were they wearing their Doc Martens as well? And- yeah. Yep. yeah. But like, but Topanga wears Doc Martens all the time. But so which she, she really. True, but she really is the, the perfect mix, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love this where Sean is waiting for Corey to get back from his date with Dana, and he's hanging out with Morgan, and <laughs> they're talking about like, hey, like, do we really know if the light bulb goes out when you close the door? How can we really be sure? Um, and I, I, you know, it, you have to go in, Sean. That's how we'll know. <laughs> Let's freeze you to death. Um, and I also like how Morgan says that she can't go to bed because she has to babysit Sean, which I felt like I lo- it was like pretty true. I love this Morgan. This is a great Morgan. So do you like this Morgan better than OG Morgan? Well, yes, because we're seeing more of this Morgan than OG right. Morgan. And yeah. she's got some good quips. She's she's very sharp. Yeah. yeah she, this, this one wants to work. The she's other Morgan was like cute and had like very yeah. like cutesy one liners. But I feel yes. like the longer we have this Morgan, the more we're going to appreciate her because she has like yeah. the sass and snark. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. she, also, she also doesn't yell. Oh, that's yes. true. Yes. She doesn't yell her lines. But it, yeah, I'm definitely happy that. You know, after 14 episodes, we got Morgan back. (laughs) Insanity. And then she's like, I love how Alan's like, hey, like, you're the only one in this entire house that has their own bedroom. Why don't you ever use it? And it's like, because, Alan, she got stuck in there for 14 episodes. (laughs) She was there for a long time. She does not want to go back in there. Also, she has a very late bedtime because we know it's like 9 p.m. And I mean, Morgan is like, Mm -hmm. what, like seven, eight here? And it's so funny because it's Morgan has a very late bedtime and Amy and Alan have a very early bedtime. (laughs) Everybody's going to sleep at 9 p.m. No, they want to be in the bed area. Uh, They're not not going to sleep. uh, They're going to sleep. They're going to sleep. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So... Yeah, um, event. I like, and also I like how Amy and Alan were like, you know, Sean, like Corey, who lives here, is not actually here, so we won't be offended if you go home. Like, <laughs> totally fine if you do. And I love Alan saying, "Why don't we adopt him and get the tax deduction?" Like, that was a Since, really good line yeah. by Alan. Honestly, these two episodes, I really loved Amy and Alan. I felt like it was a really good showing for them when we have not seen a ton of them so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Alan left the kitchen. Just like how uh, Morgan is uh, forced to stay in her bedroom, um, Amy and Alan are forced to stay in their kitchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At all like, times. You can't leave. Uh, so, yeah. 
they go to bed and Corey comes in and apparently it's after 9 p.m. And all Corey has to say is hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cody, have you ever had an incident of a dry turkey that you've had to stomach and, and chew through like Sean and, and Amy's apparent dry turkey? <laughs> no, I've, I've had the I've had the fortunate to have some good turkeys at Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, poor, poor Corey. He gets the third degree from Sean as soon as he walks in. Um, he, I mean, Corey is also very vague about everything. He's like, "Oh, it was fine. It was a date." It's like, I feel like usually Corey is more than willing to spill all the details, and he's so short with everything here. I don't know if he already is getting a vibe about like Sean and like the weirdness about it. Um, but he's, oh, do you like her? Yeah, she's fine. She's a seven out of ten. It's like. What is what is this? I feel Cody, I feel like usually Corey would spill the deets a lot easier. He he would. I think he feels very awkward about the situation and Sean's Sean's handling it very well. Uh, he's, even from the beginning when when Dana said she wanted to go out with Corey, I think Sean's handling this very well, but Corey's just still very reserved. He's still he's still got the hook um uh, he still likes Topanga. He still got the Topanga on his mind. Uh so that's all out there, but it's it's a weird situation to to date your best friend's a girl that your best friend just dated, um, and and part of the the guy code the bro code is you you don't do this, mm-hmm. uh, you know even though even though Dana wants to go out with Corey Corey should just step aside and be like I I, I can't do it you you went out with Sean it's not right I don't I don't feel right doing this he's he's doing it but it's not really something he should be doing. I don't even know why Corey agreed to this anyway. It's very uncharacteristic of him. Um, he obviously didn't want to at first. I think the only thing would to get feelers out for Sean. But oh, yeah. it doesn't even seem like that's what he did. He just like went there. He didn't kiss her. Um, so that's promising. Um, and Sean, yeah, Sean's being very panicky. And Corey's like, I've never seen you like this. Like, are you fluey? Yeah. And I like Sean's line. I have a little tickle, but I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Corey says he's coming uh, down with a bad case of Dana. Um, and I love Sean saying like, oh, through the dry turkey, I wanted to take my knife and stab you through the head. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean really caught the feels. And this is the first time I think Sean really has feelings for a girl that goes beyond wanting to casually date like I think that Sean's never really had like a girlfriend girlfriend like definitely not anything on the level of Corey and Topanga and I think that this is the first girl that he can see himself like going on more than one date with I don't know like maybe having a girlfriend Mm -hmm. with him uh, with her like perhaps so um he asked permission from Corey if he can ask her out which is like you don't have to ask permission. No, we already did like, this. Is we already did this. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. Cody, I have a question because okay. the only, so all we saw was that like the kind of the tail end of the Sean Dana date, right? Like we saw them like making out. We didn't see much conversation. We assume there isn't a ton of conversation prior to this. I mean, there had to be some for her or for him to ask her out. But in terms of like what they have in common, we don't really know anything they have in common. Is it, Is it safe to say that, like, part of the reason that Sean wants to date Dana is because she doesn't want to date Sean, unlike all the other girls he's gone out with? Yeah, you know, it's very possible. There's always that thing of, you know, you want what you can't have. And Sean, Sean's trying something different. She's 
not totally into him or she she was into him up to a point but then she's like well okay let's actually have a conversation now let's go do something and he's like well i, I don't want to do that i just want to stay here and kiss uh so she was she was interested in him up to a point but once she reached that point then it's like well i i'm really not interested anymore um so it's 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 interesting to see sean's now trying to get there trying to get to that that point uh, yeah. where he's boyfriend material yeah yeah it's just it's just strange and we'll get to it more next episode as well because i think the progression of the sean dana um you know relationship is interesting um so we're back at school uh eric is trying to get in touch with arthur hey Artie. Um, apparently he's a straight A student and he has a letter of recommendation from Ted Turner. He's like very braggy about this whole situation. He's like, I'm obviously going to get the internship, Eric. Why are you even trying? Like this kid is like minkus, but very unlikable. (laughs) (laughs) And on top of that, he makes film fest, uh, films for film festivals. Been there, done that already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're no Dawson Leary. No. What kind of film festivals are you winning? Uh, Yeah, but he's so cocky that he thinks that he can just walk in with no pants on and still get the job. (laughs) I I still can't believe they're trying to replace Minkus when they could just have Minkus. It's very frustrating. We even lost Alvin and Simon this season. They they keep finding like replacement Minkuses that aren't as good as Minkus. Yeah. Yeah, is that is Minkuses or Minkus Minkai? Minkai. <laughs> it sounds I think like Minkai. Minkai. <laughs> uh, if the shoe fits. Oh no. Um, but yeah, Artie sucks. Like Artie is the worst. Even if he does get straight A's, like. And here's the thing. Like I love. We'll get to it. But Eric's pitch at the end because it's very honest. Like he mm-hmm. wants this. It's actually something he dreams about doing in the future. Versus Artie, who very obviously is just looking as at this as like a resume builder for college. That's all he's seeing it as. Yeah, um, we hate. He, he, and he can probably get it anywhere. He can go to the local Morgan right. Stanley office and get. A fine internship in finance, probably something more close to what Artie really wants to do. Right. So, um, it, so it, it's just like you know, a dime a dozen internship opportunities for Artie. What you film know. festivals is Ted Turner hanging out at? <laughs> uh, dude, I I do not. Yeah, why know. is he hanging out at like teen film festivals? Like, yeah. what is, does he have something better to do? It must yeah, be I mean, like Artie's parents like know oh, yeah. someone who knows someone who knows Ted Turner, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody works at CNN and they yes. they know him through that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we have a very concerning plot point here. <laughs> Sean has brought blood to a blood drive. He says, oh, don't mm-hmm. worry. It's human. Um, it's from his arms. He gives all the time. He doesn't even know I took it. How is it that Dana, like, treats this like this is completely normal to get a grocery bag full of human blood? Oh. So and creepy does, and so And doesn't gross. refrigerate it. Yeah. <laughs> Where's That's the cooler, Sean? <laughs> yeah. This is obviously blood that the Hunter family sells under the black market, right? Me. One of them in the family is O negative, and they're like, yes, universal donor, <laughs> give me your veins. That's it. Gold, gold. Uh, and aforementioned, the pork chop drive is uh, coming up because even Sean, uh, you know, added some pork chops in there. Um, so it is very sweet. Here's the thing like, Dana accuses Sean of not listening. <laughs> 
He knows that she was going to have the blood drive. He obviously listened to that. So he brought blood in a really weird way, but it was sweet in his own way. And he brought her Mm -hmm. extra pork chops, Cody. Like, I want a guy that brings me pork chops. Absolutely. I want a, I want a family that can do pork chops, that can fix motorcycles. You know, it's why wouldn't you want to be in a family that can do all that? Exactly. They're very multi-talented, really. Like, there is somebody in the Hunter family that can do anything. So oh, they have the hookup, I feel like. It's yeah. like, oh, you need your tires fixed? Go to the mechanic shop. Oh, you mm-hmm. need, like, a good roast for your Sunday dinner? Butcher. You know, they have the connections. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my biggest complaint in life, that none of my friends' husbands or significant others has a mechanic boyfriend or husband or fiancé, because that would make my life so much easier. Somebody can just fix this for me. Same. Also, like, a landscaper would be nice. Yeah, all of the above, honestly. Any type of homeowner, you know, fix-it person, we need to get friends that Mm -hmm. have those people in their lives. Yeah. Um, so Sean is so sweet. He says he could be happy talking to her all day. He asks about her date with Corey. And it's so interesting because Corey seemed very like meh on it. Solidly Mm -hmm. meh. Whereas Dana was like, oh, it was the best time. He's so sweet. Um, and you know, Sean asked why they didn't kiss. And she's like, oh, it was a first date. Why rush things? And this is when we get the moment where he asks, well, you, you know, you kissed me. And she says, oh, it's different with you. Um, Corey's the type of guy that could turn into a boyfriend with your reputation. You're not boyfriend material, which is a rough thing to say, Cody. But like it is not not the truth, (laughs) you know, sometimes you have to tell the truth and the truth hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad as what Topanga says to him. <laughs> <Yes>. Topanga's <laughs> burnt me, she, and I was watching laid it out there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so she comes around in the lunchroom while they're talking about um, Dana saying that he's not boyfriend material, and he asks, he asks Topanga, Sean asks Topanga, like, you know, what have you heard about me and Dana? And she's like, I don't know the whole story because I've only been to the girls' bathroom three times today. <laughs> but Is that um, where the girls' network works mm. yes, yes. Yeah, it's okay. a 100%. huge circuit it's a huge why did it take circuit. so long why did you know why didn't the girls <laughs> network work faster this time uh, because like this is the age of the beepers like if it was now with the texting oh the it would have been Snapchat, me in the bathroom right this second or don't even done. have to be in the bathroom done. you just text yeah. you know that's it yeah i mean back in the day you had to send a fax over to <laughs> spill the gossip no what you had to do is you had to write out a note fold it up yeah. into that tiny little square and then pass yeah. it to your friend who passed it to your other friend who finally got it to the recipient to say mm-hmm. like oh meet me so like meet me xyz at this time mm-hmm. you know in place cody did you ever have a note taken from you from a teacher uh i don't you know boys didn't really pass notes that oh. much back in the day so <laughs> no <laughs> mm. it was more of a girl's thing yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought that boys passed notes. I, and, I don't remember I, any was, boys really passing notes, unless it was like to their significant other or something. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, they they wouldn't even let me be the intermediary between the two. Like I wasn't <laughs> even the, I wasn't the bag man. You for weren't the, the middleman for it. <laughs> so so do guys just don't have anything to say to their friends during the day? No, it's like when uh, when when Corey came home, he was just very male on it. He's very short. And yeah. used very few words, but, you know, girls will go out and give all the information. But guys are just like, yeah, we're okay. It was yeah, good. It was fine. It was fine. We made yeah. out. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Whereas Topanga feels the need to basically say an essay on why Sean is not boyfriend material. She said she'd never go out with Sean. Um, you don't understand women. You don't know what they, uh, what we are or how we think. You see us as dating objects. No matter how many girls you go out with, you will always be lonely. Like, that Ouch. one, that was so man. harsh. Yeah. Um, and... She continues, Sean, look at yourself. You go girl to girl to girl, and that will make anyone who considers a relationship with you afraid of getting hurt. Every girl thinks you'll eventually get bored and move on. We're we're spilling the truth today. I don't think that I would have been able to handle this truth. This is this is a Sagittarius energy, and I I don't I don't accept that in my life. <laughs> I need to sage that energy from me. Yeah. I I need I need all of my all of my um, truth telling sprinkled with some sugar dust. I don't I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, if you notice, Sean, it was it was hard for Sean to to absorb all that. That was a lot of information for him to to take in. He's kind of yeah. sit there with his eyes wide open, like, "Wow, that was a that was a pretty big weight just to kind of throw over on me." Yeah, I love how he says to Corey, "Like, you let her say that to me." <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's a lot, and I think she probably could have said it in a little bit of like a softer way rather than doing it like so harshly. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have said like, "Here are some tips for like." you know, uh, how to, to make girls realize that you are listening or that you, if you're serious about Dana, here's XYZ tip to help you out. You know, I feel like the way she said it made it seem so finite. Like, you know, like, oh, you're, you're always going to be lonely. Like that's never going to end. Like instead Mm -hmm. of painting it as like a, you can change these things about like reputations can be changed. It takes some effort. It takes some time. But they can be. And I feel like she paints it in such a negative, like, forever doomed way. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Cody. Like, this to me is I've spent the last few years having to pretend that I like my best friend's uh, my boyfriend's best friend. And in reality, I don't really like him that much. And I can't stand him. And now that I'm not together with my ex, I can just be an ass to my uh, ex-boyfriend's best friend. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, you're right, though, because yeah. like Sean, Topanga and Sean always were kind of like at each other's throats a little bit. And so I think you're right, Sarah. Now it feels like Topanga is finally allowed to like let loose on Sean because she doesn't have like Corey in her way, you know? Mm hmm. And yeah. this was also very lawyer uh, Topanga that we're going to get mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, you know, the, the 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 attorney that's like, this is how things are. This is the way it's going to be. You're going to do this. This is how you are. Um, so it was very straightforward. Um, so it's foreshadowing what we're going to see in Girl yeah. Meets World. Yeah, that's a good point. She does have a very, like, lawyer-esque vibe to her in this yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, Plus all of the um, blazers oh, and business suits so she wears. So many blazers. Yeah, girl. all of her power suits. She was really, like, prepping yeah, for her like, future career. Girl, you're, like, 14. Like, calm down with the blazers. <laughs> um, we're at the hey, blazers. Hey, blazers. I remember a lot of girls wearing the blazers in the 90s. I know, but it's like, how is it yeah. comfortable? Like, what are you doing? I guess that wasn't what high school was about at the time, but... 
Honestly, I would rather see children wear blazers rather than like juicy sweatshirts and velour <laughs> tracksuits. Like I feel like we're probably better off in the blazer times than in like the era that you and I grew up in where it's like Abercrombie and like, yeah. you know, and, and like a shirt, a t-shirt that has like a surfboard that's like that says like surf shop. And it's like when I've never been to California or Hawaii in my life, nor <laughs> been near um, a surfboard. Like I feel like this is uh, the blazer era is probably best for all of us. At least she looks like profesh, you know? Yeah. Um, Which, speaking of profesh, we're at the Weather Channel, the news station. Artie Lisi is sucking up, as he does, because he sucks. He has, like, a ridiculously long resume. Artie, haven't you heard that resumes are only supposed to be, (laughs) like, two pages max? Not, like, 20? Yep. He did all all this work, and he's got all these... um, Awards from his film festivals, but never took the basic resume 101 class. Yes, yes, <laughs> those the rules already learned them. Um, and I love how Eric's trying to like buff up his resume with head box boy, um, or like box boy at daddy's shop or something like that. Um, he's like, weapons if they check my references. <laughs> <laughs> what was um, the job that he did? Didn't he quit the the grocery store and go do something? He else wanted to model. He wanted yes. to model at yeah season one. I think it was when he yeah. wanted to be a model. So as that blonde girl, uh, season I think it's, is it season okay. Well, as the blonde model girl to be a reference for him. Yes. Then. <laughs> um, and it's it's so sad because like his resume is such a joke that the woman thought that Eli had, was joking when she sent over his information. She's like, oh, there really is an Eric Matthews. It's like that's not a good start to an interview. <laughs> no, no. Um, we're in Feeney's classroom. Um, Sean cannot concentrate. I mean, he normally can't anyway, but he really can't concentrate today. Um, and he asks Feeney, would you consider John Kennedy a great president? Uh, the fact that he was a babe magnet didn't make him any less of a good president. And I love like Dana sniping right back. Like she's just like less of a husband, less of a leader. Sarah, do you agree or disagree with Dana's assertion here? I watched The Crown, the most recent season of The Crown. I know all about JFK and his ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And that Jackie O talking shit about the queen and her dogs. Yep. But um, I mean, I think that people really liked JFK back in the day. I'm sure like every president, he was polarizing. But just because JFK was hot doesn't mean that he's not wouldn't make a good leader. Just look at uh, Justin Trudeau. Like, there you go. Did I say it right this time? I think so. Because it's not uh, Justin Thoreau. Because Thoreau okay. is. Okay. Okay. He's yeah, the he's the other. Perfect. He's sexy, too. But he's not. A, he's not a like leader of any country. Right. But the, the Canadians don't <laughs> think that Justin Trudeau is hot. I mean, he's better looking than literally anybody in our history, probably besides JFK. Did you? I mean, I showed you that gif of him like shaking his hair out dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, flex. Um, No, but I don't think that your looks have anything to do with if you make a good husband or a good leader. I think more of what Dana was asserting is that because he wasn't necessarily a good husband, because he was, we know like either, we don't know all the details, but we know that he had a lot of like skeletons in his closet in terms of like liking to date, liking to date around and flirty, you know, that kind of guy. Dana is asserting that like, oh, if he can't be loyal to his wife, then Mm -hmm. there's no way he'd make a good leader, Um, which sparks like a whole debate in the classroom. 
Um, and I thought it was so sweet because Dana's like, you know, um, it's not easy for a guy to change who he is. And poor Sean, he's like, you, uh, I can't change or you have to give me a chance. You know what I mean? Like, give me a chance to change myself. And I could. Um, and of course, Feeney turns this into a freaking essay. Do tomorrow, Cody. Do tomorrow. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, did he say how long the essay was supposed to be or just? I think he just said it had to be like a no. debate about their opinions and it was an essay yeah. tomorrow. I guess he didn't say the length. It could be like one page, yeah. but still. I think they could throw I think they could throw it an, a quick two-page, three-page essay together overnight. Not a problem. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Sean, Sean's not apparently getting it. You, you've got to change in order to prove to them that you've changed. Um, right. You, know, you can't say, hey, you need to give me a chance. No, you need to prove that you've changed and then they'll give you mm-hmm. the chance. Yeah, you have to show actions rather than saying, I can, which ultimately he does. So in a way, you know, yes, he he does prove it to her in that moment. Yeah, Yeah. thanks to Turner's thanks to Turner's advice. Nobody else really gives good advice except Turner, honestly. Um, So we're back at the. Real, real quick, these teachers love to just assign essays like out of the blue. (laughs) They do. I mean, just like all over the place, essays. essays, quizzes, read the books, you know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, too much work. That's probably why I never excelled because I probably I wouldn't have done any of this stuff. I also think I'm like, like Eric. I don't remember having so many essays in classes that weren't English class. Like to yeah. me, like history and stuff. Like we didn't have a ton of essays. It usually was more you know test taking and quiz taking than essays. But I feel like Feeney's yeah. a big essay guy. You know, I don't study either. Feeney's also like that bitch who does like short answer on all his tests because he's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's just Not like multiple sh- choice. No, he does like a few multiple choices, but they probably have like you know thirteen answers. Ew. Wait, Cody, did you used to study when you were in school? I wasn't a big studier in school. No. Yeah, I had Studies really lame. bad stab- Stud- study habits. Yes. Yeah, studying sucks. Like, don't study. I feel attacked. I'm, I'm a huge. I'm a huge procrastinator. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll figure it out. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, we're at the news station. Eric feels like it went so poorly. He knows he's not going to get the internship. Um, and he sees this guy, you know, kind of cleaning up things. Uh, he starts talking to him, and uh, and uh, yeah, he basically is like, you know, I blew it. What could be more exciting than working in TV? Um, this is, you know, everything to him. It means so much. And he kind of says what I said earlier that like all the guys at the straight A's, they just want it for the resume. They don't actually want to do anything here. And Eric needs it. I also loved how he talks about uh, sweating so much that his shoes started to squish because that is like, <laughs> oh, man, that's a rough time. I feel bad for like the guys who have to wear like suits, full on suits to work in like 90 degree weather because that would be me too. Squishy shoes. <laughs> even so but even if you wear socks will you still get squishy shoes i mean yeah if you sweat it, through yeah. them yeah i think it makes it even worse and with suits you have real thin socks that you're wearing you're not wearing yes. know, white tennis shoe socks it's thin, thin at least you thin should socks. be wearing dress socks yes yes yeah so it turns sometimes out they're wrapped sometimes they're wrapped around your leg with a strap <laughs> men have such weird fashion outfits <laughs> Like what's going on over on that side? Is it so that your socks stay up? So your socks stay socks stay up. Yeah. You didn't see that when the weatherman. You'll see it this. Yeah, uh, I did. Yes. Why don't yeah. they just yeah. make socks that stay up? I don't understand this. It was the nineties. We didn't have that technology. We didn't have elastic. Yeah. No. Is that the equivalent? It's the equivalent to like garter belts. Yes. Yeah, but still very strange. Uh, yeah. 
Um, turns out the guy that, that Eric was talking to was actually the station manager named Pat. Um, and Pat was very impressed with Eric. Yeah, Pat was really impressed with Eric. Um, he really liked what he was saying. I think that he liked his passion. I think that he was impressed that, you know, somebody articulated like why this particular job would be important to them. Obviously, if you own a TV station, you want to hire somebody that is excited about TV. Like he's like, this is TV. Like what could be cooler than that? Um, and he says that, you know, those guys, like, I know I would do a better job than them because I need it more. Um, so Pat Darby, uh, shakes the hand of his new intern. Um, and I'll see you on Monday, be yourself or I'll fire you. And Eric is so happy, but he just wants to make sure that he can get like a business card with like a photo ID to make sure that he can like prove to his parents that he got the internship. And it's just like not another like scam, not another not, not another Boris College, not another mall modeling job um, for Eric. Um, but I, I love the scene, Cody. Like, what did what did you think about this whole whole interaction? I, I, I like this scene too. It was a lot of fun seeing Eric just pick up the clicker, looking at the camera, saying, "Hey, it's Eric Matthews." Uh, <laughs> doing the weather, and you know, press the button, and then impressing impressing Pat. Uh, I haven't met a whole lot of station managers, but Pat Pat wasn't dressed up. He had his sleeves rolled up. He was doing some cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of doing the odds and ends around the station that. I'm, I'm pretty certain typical station managers don't do. So it was real nice kind of this, um, uh, this trick or this trick, this trick that the show pulled on us of saying, Hey, uh, be, be careful who you're around. Cause it might just be the most important person at the, at the workplace. Yeah. yeah. Like the, it, yeah, he was dressed very like modestly. Like yeah. he didn't look like he thought of himself as like the most important person at the news station. It's not like, uh, Spielberg doesn't he like wear like super casual clothes to just be like I don't probably know. it's like those all those rich guys that are you know super influential they're like I can wear whatever the hell I want because I'm the boss you know and he, they don't feel like the need to prove anything to exactly. anybody and Pat seems like a really very like down to earth guy right like he's cleaning up the station he obviously cares very much about it so he'd rather not have those straight A students who are just going to do the bare minimum to get by um, for the resume they want he wants someone that like you know what maybe we could hire him him in the future if it works out um yeah, he even he even liked that eric eric helped him clean he picked up the trash can so yeah. it was a little bit easier for him to help him clean so he liked that eric really helped him out with that rather than just showing up and then spouting off his resume right yeah. and this is the well, first time is- we've seen like eric really passionate about something other than you know like dating <laughs> or modeling yeah. you know <laughs> yeah exactly i mean this is kind of like a rare opportunity to see somebody who they really are in an interview. Obviously, when right. you go into an interview, you're being your quote unquote best, most professional self. But right. this isn't this is really like Pat really got to see who Eric really is and what's really important to him, which was kind of like unique. It's almost better than like a, a professional interview because he got to see like who he was really hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought I, that was pretty neat. Very sincere. Yeah I, yeah, I like this, and I wish they'd kind of done this for other interviewees as 
yeah, interviewees and just kind of see what they're like behind the scenes rather than mm-hmm. in front of the person that's interviewing them. Because when you're in front of an interviewer, you're almost on the, the, the best of yourself and it's not your yeah. real self. Uh, yeah. Whereas, you know, right. when you're when you're when he stepped out into the, the newsroom, he was more just Eric Matthews right exactly yeah Yeah. and he really his passion shone through you know what i mean and that's Mm -hmm. what pat liked about him um yeah my next job interview i'm gonna be like nice to like the secretary the people in the lobby the (laughs) guy that at the hot dog stand never like the local coffee shop you never know there are supplies everywhere um so we're at turner's uh and Corey and sean are there and they're talking all about uh his issues with dana and this is when Corey's like you know what turner this it's your turn here's all the info you got this i'm out of here looking for his mittens for like 15 minutes um (laughs) that gag was really did tickle me i thought it was hilarious uh and so basically you know sean says i like dana i think she likes me but she's afraid to get involved with me um and uh and you know Sean's very down on himself he says I belong with you know the fast flashy girls um but Turner makes a really good point he says it seems to be the people you care most about are not flashy nor fast and they both look at Corey who like just found an old scarf from a few years ago and is like very excited about it while while his blue mitten is literally like on his chest (laughs) which you are able to see as soon as he enters the room yeah so funny no, I love yeah. it. And he makes such a solid point. You know what? Like, yeah, your best friend, he's not flashy. He's not vast. He's very down to earth. He's very, like, squishy. You know, I don't know how else to call Corey. You know, he's he's soft. He's squishy. very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, this is your best relationship. You listen and trust each other. Uh, so that's what girls are looking for, you know, especially the nice ones. Listen to them. Trust them. And make sure that they know that you're listening. I feel like this is... Probably one of the best romantic, um, you know, pieces of advice that we've received on the show so far, Cody. Yeah, I was actually very confused by this because Turner's what the, what the issues that Turner has had with women recently. How, how how does he know what advice to give them? Yeah, uh, that's a was good it, was point. It Mar- was it Marissa? <laughs> was it Marissa very recently that he? Uh, or maybe we're seeing that come up. But anyway, he's he's had issues with women recently, so it's like. I'm not sure you're the best one to be really giving advice at this point. That's true. Turner yeah. is a perpetual fuckboy. So I don't <laughs> I I don't know why he thinks that he can give relationship advice, but maybe he's learned like what not to do. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's what he, the advice that he's giving to him. Thankfully Corey finds his mitten though. I was really, <laughs> really worried about that. Well he found one mitten, didn't he still lose the other one? Because that's yeah, like later, yeah. yeah. But you know, one the other the, you can put one hand in your pocket. I guess so. Got one hand in my pocket. So um, now we're at Chubby's. I guess Corey went here after he went. Um, he left uh, Turner's place, and he finds Dana, and you know he's like, you know, kind of getting on Dana's case about like her not giving him a chance. And he's like, you know, you're just judging on his reputation. Like, you can't do that. Um, as you know, like, my reputation is that I'm, like, boyfriend material and a, guy, a nice guy. But the truth is, is that I'm Corey Matthews, dark, dangerous, very, very, very edgy. Um, <laughs> as uh, the owner of one red hypoallergenic ski jacket with a mis- missing mitten, please claim it on the counter. And so obviously, you know, I guess the hypoallergenic ski jacket makes him 
not very edgy. <laughs> I love this for Corey. I think this makes perfect sense. I love him thinking he's dark and edgy and then having to go pick up his coat and mitten because like we, we've seen this coat and mittens. They're so bright, like bright red <laughs> and bright blue. And I feel like Amy or like his grandmother like knitted him these mittens. Like nothing says edgy like mittens you know what i mean not even gloves but mittens Corey. yeah a you mitten, know a mitten moment <laughs> is, is Corey is Corey one that would have the mittens attached to the coat <gasps> yes mm, well if he did that yeah. he wouldn't lose them now would he yes that's right <laughs> i love this for Corey. it was ridiculous it was very cute it was very Corey. Um, but Dana goes outside and she sees Sean with a picnic and we all know it's blizzard going on. So he's freezing. Um, he asks if she wants hot, hot soup, but it comes out. It's like this frozen block. Um, and he says, you know, I remembered you like, you said you liked picnics. Um, and did you know in the winter and picnic baskets are a million percent off? <laughs> That's a hot tip. Where are you getting one. picnics in February? Yeah. Or picnic baskets. Where are you getting picnic baskets in February? I I don't even like they the, didn't use Amazon back then. No, I don't no. know. I have no idea. Uh, the the flea market yeah, somewhere know. on discount apparently. Yeah, yeah. Did um, he borrow? Did he borrow one from Feeny? Oh, Probably. Feeny has a picnic basket. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. For he has sure. a collection of picnic baskets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. So this is when Sean says, you know, if you'd given me a chance, I could try to be boyfriend material. And um, Dana admits that she's afraid of Sean, but Sean says he's afraid of her too. Um, I really like you and I just want to be with you, but I've never felt this way about a girl before. Um, And this, I think, turns Dana around. I feel like her just showing him that he, you know, he listened. He heard she Mm -hmm. likes picnics. He made that effort. I mean, who knows how long he was sitting out there. You know, I feel like this kind of gesture is something that convinces her to to take the chance on, on Sean, Sarah. Yeah, take a chance on me. Um, so yeah, she's, she, she likes that he made this effort. He showed her, um, how he could be as a boyfriend. And I think what seals the deal is they, uh, she says like, you know, like, let's go inside. Do you want to seal it with a kiss? And he goes, what's the rush? Like they hold hands and that's it. And then they abandon the picnic basket. So I, I, I think that's sealed the deal, saying, like, you know, no rush to kiss. Let's just enjoy each other's company. Um, that is what made Dana take a chance on him. So we know that Dana's a nice girl and she wants to have a boyfriend. But what are your thoughts of her going back and forth between two best friends? That's not very nice girl. <laughs> No, but I think it makes sense that she would want to date Corey because of his reputation of being, like, a nice guy. I don't know. My question is, like, how did she even end up with going out on a date with Sean to begin with? Like, we don't know. We just see them on their date. I wonder – because she has to know his reputation, so why would she say yes in the first place? Maybe she thought it was just like, oh, it'll be a one-off date, but he's not someone to seriously Mm -hmm. consider, you know? Did she she use Corey to help make Sean better and then want to go back out with Sean? Probably. Ooh, that doesn't sound These, I mean, <laughs> Dana dark, seems a little it? manipulative. <laughs> Never trust her. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long she's around for. Because <laughs> I don't really remember besides, again, next episode uh, she's in. But mm-hmm. uh, who knows how long after that? Um, mm-hmm. um, so we're back at the Matthews residence and we see Eric has made a ton of coffee. Uh, he says decaf is in the chipped mugs. 
Um, and uh, Amy and Alan come downstairs. They're like, you know, you're not supposed to bring the coffee in from home, right? And apparently he invited the entire news station crew over for coffee and baked goods. It's like Eric is making quite a first impression on his, on his first day here. <laughs> He's giving it a go. I mean, at least he baked. Yeah, he did. Unless he bought everything, but I assumed he baked as no. well. No, not the mittens. Uh, the the mittens. The muffins were ready. Mm-hmm. If I were these employees, I would not drive over to his house to get my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> no, not in the snowstorm no, that's no, going on. Yeah. No. In these two episodes. Yeah, I did think these these pair of episodes were really great to watch back to back because they do have so many through lines. Blizzards, Eric working at the news station, Dana. Like there are so many things that happen yeah. in both of these episodes. But yeah, what did you all think? Ki- you kind of see like the full story arc. Yes, exactly. Yes. So what did you all think of Cody? What did you think of the first episode of the two? The heart is a lonely hunter. Was it a good one? It- it's it's a good one. We're starting to see some transition in Sean uh, from from just someone that that dates around more into boyfriend material, and he's going to grow into that more throughout the series. So that yeah. was nice. It was nice seeing Topanga kind of just laying things out. They're still friends, even though we're kind of in that off again part of right. uh, Corey and Topanga. So it was nice still to kind of see them together. Um, and then you know, Turner giving whatever advice it is that he that he can give was real nice and then we're starting to see eric now pursue something that that he really wants to do so it was a really good episode of uh, getting more information about some of the non-core characters mm-hmm. yep. yeah i agree i like the, the this the beginning to the eric um weather station storyline and i i like the the growth from sean even though i don't remember how long this lasts obviously we know the next episode he's dating dana um, which we'll get to that. But I do like the like slight growth from um, from Sean here in this episode. Sarah, what did you think? I like this episode. I think that um, I think that it's a nice setup for the the main attraction of the yes. next episode. I completely agree. Yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Okay, so... Let's get into season three, episode 16, Stormy Weather, perfect name, perfect title. Um, We're at the Matthews residence and uh, everyone is up very early because apparently Eric goes up at 4 a.m. He has to go into the station before uh, before school uh, because he has to help Jimmy Jellybean tie up his shoes. Apparently there's a clown that is also like an anchor. At this news station, have you any? Has anybody ever heard of this, Cody? <laughs> yeah, this, I think this is the sports guy, which is I don't, I don't think they typically have a sports guy at the six a.m. 
newscast. That's usually reserved for the evening <laughs> sportscast. I'm not sure why there's a sportscaster. They're just caster. fudging the yeah. details. All yeah. the midnight sports going on that they have to report. From I guess, yes. But he wears clown bottoms and clown shoes. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. No one else is there to help him tie his shoes. So Eric is required to go in super early. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is when Eric says, you know, uh, the only reason I was failing is because I was lazy and I didn't do the work, you know, not because I didn't care. And it's like, Eric, it's literally the same thing. But OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Everyone it just needs to not like, you know, not to mention it's almost Eric's birthday and he's just trying to like you know be himself and do what he wants to do but Amy and Alan don't like that they um they say that you're still 18 you still have to listen to us for a few more days or you're about to be 18 and uh Corey Corey doesn't get his ride to school what a bummer he's like ditched poor Corey's trudging through the snow um, now, I have a question because I turned 18 after I graduated. My birthday is in August. And so I graduated before I turned 18. So yeah. I theoretically, right, like the rules end when I turned 18. But I imagine if you had a birthday still during the school year, your parents wouldn't be like, oh, you're 18. Magically, you don't have a curfew anymore. Cody, did you have this? Did you growing up? Did you have this issue? So my situation was a little different. Uh, my my story is that my parents actually moved to Tennessee between my junior and senior year. Oh, and wow. I, yeah, and so I stayed behind an extra year and lived with a family. Ooh. A, oh. So I lived with a, a, a family uh, during my senior year, and they did have, because they had two other kids, mm-hmm. they did have stricter curfews. So yeah. even though, even after I turned 18, then I still had a curfew uh, to, to get home at a certain time. I think it was a little loosened at that by then, yeah. but I still had a curfew. Interesting. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Sarah, what about you? Did you have this? Because you turn, I mean, your birthday is, you must turn 18 before you graduated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where was I going that I would even not make curfew. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, um, I-, I wasn't going anywhere um, at 18. Yeah. I-, I had no curfew. I mean, I guess I had a curfew. I had the open door policy. That's what I had. Yeah. No, so. I had, I definitely had a curfew, but I always made curfew. And like, even once I hit 18 again, it wasn't like you said, it's like, I wasn't like going out, going crazy or anything. Yeah. Um, I really don't think I ever had a, a curfew because they're like, no, th- this, this girl like wants to be home by a certain time. <laughs> we don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, so we're in Feeney's classroom. Um, we see uh, Eric sneaking in at the end, trying to pretend like he was there the whole time. Uh, and Feeney is saying, you know, Eric, this internship is supposed to earn you credits, not make you fail. Um, but Eric says he needs to pick up a dupay from the airport. Uh, and Feeney kind of warns him. He says, do your paper or don't graduate. It's weird to me that like an internship organized through the school is requesting Eric to be like doing things during school hours. Like this doesn't seem kosher. You know, he still has class to go to, Sarah. Yeah, it feels like it's kind of um, like a setup. And typically these things are like are, like worked around the school and right. the internship place. Or even there's um, occasions where people are actors 
Um, so they have a job, a real job, kid actors or as like young athletes. And all of this is arranged between uh, the school and the and the job. And mm-hmm. it's it's OK. You get passes. I don't know, like if like uh, the paperwork that, you know, Pat's paperwork isn't up to par or something, but it should have been worked out and he would have gotten excused. But um, nonetheless, he still has he's still in school. He still has to do his work. And, you know, the fact that he's not completing his responsibilities is is definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't blame Feeney. Feeney can be kind of hard on on them sometimes. But I feel like here it's like for good reason. You know, you're not going to graduate, Eric. Like you're seriously putting your future in jeopardy here. Um, Now we're at Turner's and Dana and um, and Sean are dating now. Uh, they're talking about studying. They appear to be like laying on the couch, kind of like studying, reading, whatever. Neither of them are actually reading and they start making out. And it's like, this is a very swift turn from the last mm-hmm. episode. We're like, let's take things slow. No need to kiss on the first date. You know, let's go do things. Cody, what is going on? Now they're making out. Well, it's been a couple of days now. They've probably, they've had their <laughs> picnic. They've done some talking. They've learned enough about re- each other. <laughs> yeah, they've learned enough. You know, what, what more are you going to learn as a, as a high school freshman or sophomore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like this was a couple of weeks later, especially since Eric is so established yeah. in his internship. So I felt like there had definitely been some time that passed. I don't know how much time, but a, a, at least a few weeks to maybe a month at least. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. It was just like, wow, that was because I watched these back to back. So it just felt yeah. like very much like a 180. <laughs> um, but we uh, so Dana's mom's there to pick her up. Turner comes in and catches them kissing. And I love I love Dana grabbing his face. Uh, look at this face. <laughs> just like smushing it. Um, and uh, Dana's mom walks in. Susan, hot Susan here. And Turner and Susan are like making eyes at each other. Sarah, like, ooh, spicy. Yeah, it was really like automatic sudden interest. Mm-hmm. And she casually, not casually, um, drops that she's divorced. So and it's swiftly. been such a long time. Hi, my name's Susan. And- I'm divorced. Like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, um, you know, is surprised that this is the old man Turner that she kept hearing about. Right. So, yeah. Um, he really is into her. He, Turner even wants his number or her number and she's like in Turner's like I'm not gonna ask her I'm not gonna do it but she calls him from the car so clearly she is very interested she's also very rich if she's calling from a car phone oh at the time yes yes Good point. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's like immediately it's like oh my god sparks were flying um, yeah, man, it's like every girl Turner gets involved with. It's like they have tons of money. <laughs> <laughs> Is she also yeah. driving a Beamer? Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, yeah. And of course, Sean like hates this. He's like, no, 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 no. Because no. like it's basically, you know, not that uh, Turner is Sean's father, but he's a father figure. So it's like grosses him out. Like you're not allowed to date Susan. Thank you very much. Um. We're back at the weather station and Cal is doing the weather as Eric watches and he's like obsessed with Cal. He says he's a genius. Um, And it's obvious that Eric really loves being there. 
Um, he talks about mm-hmm. how much he loves Cal. Um, and, you know, um, his boss is like, you know what? Just, you know, go go meet him. You're part of the team. But just make sure you approach him from his left side. Very important to know. <laughs> Yeah, that's very, like, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like, I, stipulations. I want to know more about this. Why Why this left side? What's wrong with the... Yeah, something like, traumatizing. I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> right. I want to see what the consequence was if he did it from the right side. <laughs> so, okay, so what? what's our options? Like, maybe he has, like, a, like a mole on his right side and his left side is maybe better. Maybe he doesn't have great vision in his right side. Bad hearing. Also that. But that would be, that's like, you know, I, I feel as like that's a reasonable explanation. Yeah, they probably are like, going for something wild here. I think, like, Cal has, like, a weird thing. Like, I think that he's convinced that, like, this is my good side and this is my bad side and don't you dare. Or maybe you have to be on my bad side so you're not blocking my good side. What I mean, if? That's the thing, because yeah, cause when he was looking, when he was on camera, his right side was facing yes. the camera. Oh, yes. so that's so, his good side. Yeah. So this yes. is, he wants you to block his Not bad side. side. Yes. yes. So that people can see his good side and this so makes that sense. you, you can't see him from the left. You yeah. figured it out. I think we did. I think we nailed it. <laughs> yep. I am a junior detective. Um, <laughs> um, as always. So Eric introduces himself um, and we have Cal saying, you know, I don't believe in that pecking order bullshit from uh, from me in the top all the way down to you. <laughs> Can I yeah. get my pants hemmed? And he just takes them off in the middle of the mm-hmm. station. Pantsless, Cal. What's going on? It's not safe. It's not a good environment. This is definitely the morning show um, with uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer oh Aniston. <laughs> Do you know, did you know, I think I told you that like Steve Carell, you know, Michael from The Office is like a total like skeevy guy in that show. So it's no. like very much like whiplash. Oh it's no! Like it's like you love Steve Carell. He's so fun. It's like oh no, he's like a dirty bum in this uh, <laughs> in this show. It's weird. It's very weird. Is he is he better or worse than Michael Scott? Uh, okay. Well, okay. So like, it's not a secret that like uh, my first watch, I did not like Michael Scott. I don't like um, Michael Scott because he stressed me out so much. But I have been watching it. Um, along with uh, the podcast, the um, Office Ladies, and I watch it week to week. And second watch, I do like him better. But you know, like as soon as Scott's tots comes oh, around, can't. he's lost me. No, you gotta, you can't watch that one. You gotta skip it. They're going to cover it. I, know. I don't know when, but they're going to. It's gonna be a while. That's that's a while away. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I love I I've always heard good things about Steve Carell like as a human though, um, so I, I love him. But um, but yes, we're back at school and Wait, again, real, 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 real oh, quick, yes, you, go ahead. You, you just completely skipped over who Cal is. Oh, sorry, who is Cal? John, John O'Hurley, Jay oh. Peterman from Seinfeld. Sorry, I'm not a Seinfeld person. Sarah probably oh. should know this more than I should. Do not <laughs> tell Rob that. Ne- I don't. Uh, I yeah. know. I'm sorry. Never, okay, so I, go over who he, who does he play in Seinfeld? He's 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 Jay Peterman. He is Elaine's boss at some point. Okay. In the series, uh, but John O'Hurley, very very famous actor. Yes, he. I did yes. recognize him like okay. as a person. I just yeah. wouldn't have been able to say that he was in Seinfeld. Like I feel like I recognized him from like 
Did he host a game show or something? He looks like he should host a game show if he didn't. Yes, I think he did host a game show. I can't remember which one, but he did. Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, that is what I would say to me he reminds me. It's the eyebrows. Like, those, it's <laughs> it's the, the light hair with the very dark eyebrows that stand out. Um, Do you, like, does he dye his eyebrows or does it just, like... Is I that think just that's how just like happened? a thing. I think for some wow. men, right? Like men have different colored beards than their hair, than their eyebrows, mm-hmm. you know? I yeah, love and that. I think he I think he looks older than he actually is. I think at this time he's only in his early forties, maybe. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, people go people go gray early yeah. sometimes. Sometimes people go gray when they're in their young twenties. I still have not found a gray hair. Well, you so. also are blonde, so it's a lot easier for you. No, no, mm-hmm. no. There's just no gray. Sure, none, sure. None there. Did he host the dog show, or is that somebody he, else? He actually does. He hosts. <gasps> he hosts the dog show every year. This that is how I know him. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. I am all about the dog show, and that is yeah. exactly how I know him. Isn't which one? Sad? Which one? The one though? at Thanksgiving. West- the one at Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Thanksgiving. at Westminster. No, 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 no. It's the Thanksgiving one. one. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Okay. He, he does All it every right. well, year. We... I knew I recognized. That's why when he was talking, I was like, mm-hmm. why do I recognize this guy's voice? It's because I don't really see him a lot. You just hear yeah. his voice. That's it. That's it. The dog show. Um, but yes, yeah, so he is he is Cal. He is Cal the weatherman. Um, and so we're back at school and Eric is again getting in trouble because he's not going to um, Eli's class. And He's basically just like, you know, you you have still to do the coursework. And Eric is like, oh, I have to get this toupee in. If it doesn't go on, he doesn't go on. Whatever, whatever. It's like, Eric, get your shit together. What are you doing? No, no. He he is putting 100% to the job. And he's like totally done with school. He's like, I don't need this anymore. I have a job. But the thing is, it's like, is it not an unpaid internship? Like, bro, it's not a job. It's not it's for, a job. It's for high school credit, exactly. I think. I think so, yeah. 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 Or maybe uh, college well, credit, theoretically. Yeah, is it is it weird that high schoolers are doing internships? I don't know if I'm familiar with high schoolers doing internships. I feel like it's definitely more common for college kids, too. But, yeah. like, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to have, like, a senior in an internship. Okay. I feel like that's more likely than, like, under, you know, way, way younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I've if they're, heard... like, considering doing it for college or something. Like, oh, come mm-hmm. work at the internship and see if you like the new station and maybe you'd want to major in that in college or something like that. Right. Yeah, I've heard um, incoming freshmen having internships um, as well. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really, like people that are have their bleep together mm-hmm. yeah i could see that yeah. um so eli is so concerned about eric that he follows him to the station and he says you know you're not a strong enough student to be spending all your time here um and this is when we see you know i think they, they have like a mix-up the weather guy is gone they need someone to do the weather and eric steps in and he knows everything to do he says you stand mm-hmm. in you find your mark you click the button and Eric looks great. And so they're like, Pat puts him on. Don't screw up. Have fun. And like, he's getting his big break here, Cody. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. He just, he was so natural at this. Just mm-hmm. stepping in, knowing what to say, knowing what to click. Uh, the green screen just, just popped right up uh, with the, the radar right behind him. And then the, the announcer knew exactly uh, that, that Eric was, or knew right then that Eric was doing it. And that, that impressed me the most, that the announcer knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. They slipped him, like, a quick note, like, real quick. Yeah. Special coverage. 
Yeah, I thought this was really, really exciting. And obviously, Eric is so excited. He rushes home afterwards and asks his family if they saw him. And they did. And he did so well. And he's so handsome. And even Feeney's there. But of course, Feeney's not there to give props because why would he be there to give props? He's there to talk about the history paper that nobody cares about. Just let go of the papers, Feeney. Like, we don't need the papers. Like, it's okay. Just let go of it. <laughs> He's well, got to get the papers in. He needs all 2,000 words. Yeah. The thing is, is like, it's like, I like, I appreciate Feeney coming over and being like, you know what? You're seriously in danger of not graduating. But I like, I like that he does like, he congratulates Eric first. You know, he does. He takes that second to be like, you were great. Like, congratulations. It was awesome. But you still need to, you know, do your work. You still need to hand in your essay. I'm allowing you to make up the work. Like, Feeney is giving him a lot of grace that he doesn't right. need to do. And it's because he's a Matthews. And we all know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. All, uh, yeah, they get, they get extra privileges. Um, Eric says that doing his paper is not in his five day forecast. (laughs) I love that. Such a good line. Yeah. And Alan's like, put it in your forecast. You need to do the essay. Yeah. Alan's getting his old, like puffing his chest attitude in this episode. This is like classic Alan, like mad dad. (laughs) Like I'm going to yell at you. Yeah. Um, better do your work. So Eric's like, you can't expect me to be, to do both. Like I can't like do this internship and be on air Mm -hmm. and do all of my work. And there's no way I'm quitting the station because I finally found something that I'm good at. And Alan's like, there's no discussion. He's like, um, so he's like, basically he's like, you gotta go to school. And Eric's like, I'm not going to school. And, uh, then I don't know. Alan's pissed. And uh, it's it's almost Eric's 18th birthday. And Eric says that he can do what he wants and make his own decisions. And I'm not going to school tomorrow, but I'm going up to stair- upstairs to my bedroom that you pay for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This went this went downhill fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did it ever. This was like, I feel like the most intense of an episode we've had since like the Sean stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like the most serious the show has gotten in a while, mainly because like I've never seen we haven't seen Alan this angry in a while. Well, you know, he's a hothead. We know he has a temper because of previous episodes, right? With the he drops the fruit on the ground and it like crashes. He's like talking to his boss. That's a piece of fruit. Yeah, the melon. Yeah, the melon. Um, So uh, Morgan jokes and says she's going to be the first Matthews to graduate college. Um, Eric comes downstairs. He says he's not in the mood, but Corey says, you know, happy birthday to him. Um, And Amy tries to approach this very, like, softly and calmly. She says, you know, I hope you had a good night's rest. And he says, I slept like a baby. And Alan, whoo, Alan comes in with the spicy, um, because you are one. Like, (laughs) whoa, bro. Whoa. This moment, Cody. This moment. That's like a sibling burn. It is. It was intense for him to say that, like, on Eric's birthday, like, to him, not, like, behind his back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was getting pretty serious. And, uh, like I say, it's... We haven't seen anything this serious in a while, so it was... It was intense. Yeah, yeah. And Amy, of course, like, I, I love Amy being, like, forever the diplomat. She's like, we said we agreed to cool down and have a lo- logical discussion. Um, and uh, 
I think this is an Eric is like, I'm going to the station. And Alan's like, and I'm going to yell. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like Alan is like like the epitome of like a 90s dad when they're upset. It's like, OK, I stay cool. I stay cool. And then I rage. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like he can't contain his frustration with Eric. And I think mm-hmm. that like instead of having that calm, you know, collected discussion, and explaining, he does later, explaining, like, I don't want you to do this because I don't want you to follow the same path I did and, like, make things harder for yourself. He doesn't do that. Instead, he's like, you're still a child in my house. Okay, if you're going to be 18 and you're going to drop out of school, well, you're going to pay rent and groceries and car insurance and blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't really, that's not, that doesn't, Eric's, that's not going to connect with Eric at all, Sarah. Like, he doesn't care about those things. Those aren't real things to him yet. No, because he hasn't had to pay it so he doesn't understand right. the responsibility behind it um so eric only has like a few bucks in his wallet and that's what he sees as rent and it's not gonna get him anywhere it won't get him an apartment on his own mm-hmm. it's not gonna pay for his car insurance or his gas or his food um so uh eric you know he's a kid he's 18 now and he doesn't realize what it takes to be an adult and be responsible and you know you want your own decisions um to make your own um, decisions and have responsibility but then you have to deal with those consequences if you're going to be out on your own yeah this this reminds me back to uh probably uh, to the cos to a Cosby show episode uh one of the ones that I remember the most where Theo wanted to move out as well he felt he was old enough he could move out go out on his own so then um Cliff Bill Cosby's character uh transformed their house into an apartment and so when Theo came home it was almost like okay this house is now an apartment and they treated it like he was out in the real world. Okay. You got to oh, wow. pay rent. You got to pay rent. Oh, you got to pay insurance. Gosh. You got to do all these things. And Theo's like, you know, I don't have any money. I don't know what yeah. to do. So they, they actually put it into a real life scenario, converted the whole house into like an apartment building and treat it that way. And mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, if Alan had done something of that nature and, and said, okay, you know, this is the real world. This is what you got to do. It might've clicked a little bit more with Eric. Yeah. I just yeah. think the approach he took was not the one that was going to really connect with Eric. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. And Eric basically slams down money. He leaves. Amy says happy birthday. Eric pauses a second to see if Alan is going to say anything. And Alan says absolutely nothing. It's kind of heartbreaking, honestly. Like, it's like, throw him a happy birthday, you know, the poor guy. <laughs> like, you're still the father in this situation. I feel like it was on Alan to at least give him a happy birthday. But he's seeing red. He he can't be bothered. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's being a little a little bratty. So Alan no or Eric? Eric. Just to you. Everybody. Everybody's, being everybody's bratty. a brat. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd be upset if, like, Somebody didn't wish me a happy birthday. It seems I like a little upset. like a little yeah. petty to be like, you forgot my like, you didn't wish me a happy birthday. It's I think like, it's okay. more like the reasoning behind it. It's not necessarily that he didn't yeah. say happy birthday. It's just like the way things ended, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, I, I'm glad Amy said happy birthday. I'm a big birthday guy. I love birthday week, birthday month, all that yes. stuff. And uh, and uh, so so I'm glad that she did that. And I wish, like you said, Alan had done the same thing. Yeah. We're currently in a birthday week. Yes. Of Jessica Sterling. <laughs> it's not over yet, baby. It's birthday month, birthday week. 
Um, so we're back at Turner's. Sean is pacing. Uh, Dana and him are waiting for Turner and Susan to come home. They're panicking. What if they get married? What if we become sisters? You know, Sean doesn't really understand how that works. Um, and then it's like, this this whole plot line. It's like, I kind of, again, I usually I'm like, can we get be done with the Eric storyline and get back to the other one? This time I'm like, who cares about this? Get back to the Eric stuff. Like, I want the juicy stuff. Because this is all just silliness. Like, it ends up being that they return and they decide they're not going to go out anymore. It's too awkward if we date. You know, it's too awkward for you guys. And then they, they're they still upset. You know, they, there's no pleasing Sean and Dana, Cody. They're, they're both still upset about this whole nonsense. Right. What? What? He's not good enough for you? What? She's not good enough? And they went back and forth about that. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, just just make a decision. What do you all want to do? What do you want? Do you want to be sisters or do you do you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like it's silliness. It's like who really cares? Sean runs after Dana after they're both upset. It's like this this whole thing is so silly, Sarah. Yeah, they're being pretty immature. Um, and they, he, Turner's not even the dad. Like you know, exactly. they're just being very dramatic. Like if anything. I guess it would be like a little weird, but not not as weird as if you like your actual father started dating yes. your yeah significant um, other's mom. So we have Eric um, is on air rec- doing his weather report, and he gets handed a note live from Feeney, and apparently Feeney says. Uh, it'll take more than 32 inches of snow to close down John Adams High. <laughs> Eric, your reports still do. And um, and Eric's like burn back is like, happy 100th birthday, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, as they, you know, they throw Eric like a little birthday party, got balloons, this big old cake, you know, and Eric gets a little sentimental. The last few days have been a dream come true. See you tomorrow, Philly. And as soon as he says that, everyone just, like, wraps up, takes the balloons away, leaves, turns off the lights. Like, you know, it's there is no celebration at the news station. It's all for show. Yeah, even the cake is fake. Um, (laughs) And uh, this is when, you know, Eric has a conversation with Pat and he's like, oh, I'm so happy I have this. And this is when he finds out that a real weatherman is coming in from Boston to take back over the position. He's like, you're a kid. You you can't have this job full time. And Eric admits that he's not in school anymore. And Pat's like, oh, well, that's not good because the internship is only for students. Which call like I, the thing is, it's like Eric should have known this. Like you can't have an internship if you're not in school. It's kind of what an internship is. Mm-hmm. And I like Pat. He just, got, he just he just got carried away with yeah. what was yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah, and I do like that Pat at least throws him bone. He's like, listen, do your work, go back to school, go to college, give me a call after, and I'll give you a job. Really nice offer. Like, first of all, getting a college or a, a job right out of college, that's a great offer. Like, Eric should take him up on this. Yeah. I don't understand, like, why Eric – it's not like Eric officially dropped out of school, like, signed the papers and I'm not in school anymore. Why can he say, just kidding, Pat, like, I'll go back to school. Like, can't I just keep my internship and, like, be the gopher and get the coffee? Like, why is it, like, officially, like, you're done? Well, it's an internship, so it's only for for students. But if he, you know, if he wanted an actual job, then maybe Mm -hmm. Pat could have hired him as a part-time or full-time person on Mm -hmm. the lowest rung, even below intern. 
Right. But why yeah. couldn't he just say that I'm going to go back to school? Can't I keep my internship, Jess? I thought the internship was ending regardless. Like that was the impression oh. I got was it was only for like a few weeks or something. Because um, I, I totally agree. Like he he could have. Right. He could have gotten it back. But I think it was more of the matter of like, well, it's ending. You're And, and Eric just assumed that he's going to have a job after all of this. And like, that's not how this works, bud. You know, you need to get a degree first. That makes sense. I and, and, yeah. and also, Eric wouldn't be the type of guy that he's now been on TV. He's now been the weatherman. He wouldn't mind going back to just getting people's coffee again. He, he, I don't know, like, would he be resentful? Would he be happy to do it? Is he just desperate at this point? Yeah, I feel like I he know. would not want to be, like, back to doing grunt work as much when he's, like, had a little bit of the spotlight. Like, I feel like he'd mm. want to stay in the spotlight. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's devastated, though. And not, he, he, he even tries to cut his cake and then he realizes it's cardboard. <laughs> oh, so sad. Oh, so sad. Um, but good thing Alan is here. Uh, he wanted to see how Eric was doing. And I love this. Alan says, you know, I blew it this morning. I need to tell you something. I never went to college. I went right into the Navy. And my father was furious. Uh, and this this moment where Eric's like angry enough not to wish me a ha- or not to wish him a happy birthday. It was like, ooh, that was rough, <laughs> man. That was a tough one. Um and uh, Alan says that things were never the same after he took his frustration out on me. I shouldn't turn my back on you. You're my son always. Uh, I love this moment. I think, like, it's really big of Alan to realize that, like, you know, my father did this to me. Our relationship was never the same. I don't want that for me and Eric. I need to, like, mm-hmm. clear things up. Even if he's making what I view as mistakes, you know, I'm still his father. I still need to support him through it all um cody what did you think of this this scene between alan and eric yeah yeah this was a real good scene but there was also a statement in there where alan said that he dropped out of school did you catch that yeah so he went into the navy but he said that he dropped out is alan also a dropout that's the thing is is that even like allowed i feel like they would maybe not back then maybe back then they didn't care um but i assume you'd need a high school diploma in order to go into or a ged or something one of those things yeah yeah but no, this was a really good scene between the two of them. He, you know, Alan finally kind of calmed down, mm-hmm. explained things. Um, we know that that Alan was a boxer, so there's there's that relation as well. That right. you know he's he's accomplished things, he's grown, he's got his own grocery store now. So you know, finish high school, do then figure out what your next step is, whether it's going to college or a trade school or whatever it may be. Right. You're going to be okay. You're going to be able to come back and rebound from this. Yeah, no, I, I love this conversation between them. Yeah. And I think it's like it, it is like and this is I like the the more the background on Alan as well. Like we've said that we need more background information on these side, you know, the tertiary characters, the ancillary characters. And I like getting this information on on Alan, and how he relates to Eric. Um, and, and I like Eric's response, too. He you know, he doesn't want to make the same mistake. You know, he wants to forgive his father. Um, and I love happy birthday, son. Happy birthday, dad. <laughs> did crack me up. That was very sweet. Um, so what? So how much snow would it take for them to close down the school? Because apparently there's a big blizzard. Do they endless. not close down? Do they not close down schools up there in blizzards? 
Oh, they do. In Jersey, they okay. do. Yeah. In New York, they do, too. Yeah, they definitely do. Feeny is just a wild man. He doesn't want to ever <laughs> close even, the school. It's not even Feeny's choice. It's the superintendent's choice. Yeah. I think they just like to, like, pull, you know what I mean, make a joke about yeah, it because Feeny is, like, yeah. thinks he's all powerful. Two feet is snow. Yeah. Well, I've got also, a fun, I've got a, real quick, I've got a fun fact about the snowstorm. Yes. Yes. So, so this uh, this episode aired February 9th, 1996. There was actually a snowstorm January 7th and 8th, 1996, oh, wow. where it dumped 30 inches of snow on Philadelphia. Holy crap. Oh, wow. That is a lot of snow, especially for Philly. Yes. And 20 or more inches of those snow of that snow actually fell on the 7th. So that's the most snow that they've had in the Philadelphia area since 1899. Oh, oh my God! So I'm sure that they got off school. Feeny yeah. would have yeah, had right? to let Feeny, them do. Close the school. Come yeah. on, schools. Close the schools, Feeny. <laughs> oh wow, that's fantastic timing because it's like truly a blizzard in these like two episodes that we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that like the blizzard of '96? Was that a thing, Jess? I think it was. I know there was a blizzard in the night in the early '90s, but I don't know if yeah. that was the one that hit us. It too. was. Oh. Yeah, in our area there was one in ninety, either ninety two or ninety four, and then there was another one in ninety seven mm-hmm. in our mm. in our area. Yeah. Um. But so we're back at school. Eric shows up to Feeney's class. He stayed up all night, wrote twenty thousand words on the Civil War. Uh, apparently, the essay was only two thousand words, so he rips <laughs> off a chunk. Um. And Feeney gives him a hard time, and you know what? Rightfully so, because Feeney like told him so many times you you you're not going to graduate you need to get this paper and he even gave him an extension that that eric didn't meet and feeney says you know did you think it was going to be easy and eric says you know i got my butt kicked in the real world it's not as easy as i thought it was going to be um and eric says you know it's really tough out there and feeney's like you know what you you, it looks like you did learn something welcome back don't hug me (laughs) (laughs) do you want to take a guess do you, no, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess on how long a 2,000 word essay is? How many pages? Is it double spaced or not double spaced? Uh, either one. Either it doesn't matter. Um, 20,000 words. Oh my gosh. Like two, 50 two, pages? 2,000. Two, two, two yeah. Oh, 2,000 words is probably yeah, like five probably pages. Like 10 pages. Yeah. So 2,000 at 12 point is four pages and double spaced it's eight pages. Oh. So oh, that wow. doesn't seem like it's that long. It's not. No. That's such an easy assignment. I mean, I'm thinking college yeah. essays are like so ridiculously long. Yeah. So that is an easy assignment. Eric, get your shit together. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and I like this moment where Eric sits in the front instead of in the back because he's, you know, he wants to pay attention. Finally, he's like finally in it. Um, mm-hmm. Would Feeney ever yeah. make this exception for anybody besides a Matthews? No way, Jose. <laughs> I mean, even even Eric like kicks out that like one kid. Like, yeah, like don't sit in your seat. Yeah, there's one I'm in the back here today. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, Eric. Like, yeah. you can't do that, bud. Yeah. Did you all have assigned seats when you were in high school? No, not in high school. Not in high school. Probably middle school still. Yeah, but you always sat in the same seat. Like, don't sit in my seat. Even in college, yeah. if you sit in my seat, <laughs> yes. I will be pissed off. Yeah. I will be so mad. My whole day would be ruined. Yeah, in the like, same way. Don't sit in my seat. Yeah. No. I sit here I'm very day. particular about that stuff. <laughs> um, so we see Sean and Dana 
at uh, Chubby's kissing. They were like, oh, we were acting so immature. It's, it, you know, it wasn't that big, big of a deal. People can just date who they want. But then they see Turner with Dana's aunt and they're freaked out and skeeved out by that, too. And they'll, they're afraid that they're going to be cousins. Um, the, we, we don't like this story. Who cares? Line, this B storyline. It's pretty annoying. <laughs> Who cares is my question. Yeah. And it ain't me. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Um, I have a couple of fun facts as well. Lovely. Um, in the Boy Meets World... In the Boy Meets World <laughs> lore, apparently, February 11th, 1978 is Eric's birthday officially. February eleventh so, is what you said? February eleventh. Okay. So that's his birthday. It's apparently written in stone, so that's exciting. And this is the second of three episodes that Sean and Corey don't share a scene together. The first was by oh, Hook or by Crook. Right. This is the second and then The Witches of Pembroke will be the last. And I think that's next season. Season four. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So in the entire series, they don't share a scene together. That makes the uh, Eric and Aquarius, which makes tracks. sense. <laughs> makes sense. I I know. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. Can, yep. can, can you help those of us that don't understand what that means? Yeah, so Aquarius are usually a little bit more, they're an air sign. They're usually a little bit more, like, offbeat. So, like, they, like, you know, what is it, dance to the beat of their own drummer or whatever the hell, walk mm-hmm. to the beat of their own drummer. Um, they tend to be, like, kind of, like, um, like kind of, I don't want to say, like, flaky because it has, like, a negative connotation. But they're not really, like, they don't really follow schedules. They kind of just, like, live their life, you know, like, very, like, um, like hippie-ish, I guess, if you'd want to put a, a term to it. So I think that, like, that matches up with Eric's personality because he I'm thinking of like plays with squirrels like that is very Aquarius <laughs> okay yeah yeah they're like the weirdos of the astrology right yes um and they don't like being told what to do they like being their independent selves yes. so it, they carve it their actually, own path a very if we had to choose like if we were sorting them into astrological signs I probably would have put um, Eric and as a, an Aquarius anyway. Yeah, which we did actually. I don't remember if yes. we had him in Aquarius. Did we? We might have when we did that podcast. Oh, we did. We did yeah. that. Yeah, I was oh, going to throw back to ask if that's where you all put him when you all did that podcast. I want to say we at least suggested it. Well, we had we had um, Chase Chance and Cameron on to talk about it, and we had them guess, and then we kind of gave our input. And I do think we did lean lean in uh, Aquarius because he is very. You know, offbeat. I feel like we also may have mentioned Leo just because he does love the attention and the model thing also leans Leo. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think Aquarius fits him better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I really like this episode. Uh, besides the like, again, the B storyline is kind of like, meh, like, who cares? But I love the Eric storyline, especially because like we don't really ever take Eric seriously. Like the show doesn't tell us to take Eric seriously most of the time. He's mostly used as like he's obsessed with himself and he likes to date he likes to date around and you know he never takes mm-hmm. anything seriously. And this is the first time we've like seen him take something seriously. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I really wish that this is what they kept Eric as throughout the entire series. Like this version of Eric. Mm-hmm. Like he's still a little bit silly, like he's still yeah. a little bit like I do what I want and but I I like this earnest Eric that we get. And I think this is um, in terms of like 
Eric's most memorable episodes. I definitely think this is like a a top five episode for him, if not the the most memorable episode for Eric. Um, And I still just want to push. I don't understand why Girl Meets World could not have him go back and be a weatherman. This would have been the perfect career for him. I still think so. I don't understand how he wound up as a senator. I don't understand how... Like, what direction they were going in. I just don't get it. I don't understand why he couldn't be a weatherman. It would have made sense. It would have tied in with the show. I feel like it still fits his personality even later on. And I just, it just annoys me, Cody. Like, what what the heck, girl meets world? (laughs) Well, you know, they didn't get a lot of things right. But, uh, you know, it was still a a fun show to watch, in my opinion. Uh, But I I like this one a lot better than the, the first one, just because of what we get from Eric. Uh, the, the Sean storyline was, it was okay. Uh, I think they could have done the full, the full time as just an Eric storyline. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sometimes I think the B storylines are just unnecessary. Obviously it's like a sitcom type of show, so they love to have them, but I do feel like they detract from the show sometimes when it's like, we're taking one storyline so seriously and the other one is like very jokey and really doesn't matter in the long run, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree. I, lo- I like this episode for the Eric content. Um, are we ready to get into the fashion hour? Yes, I'm ready. Awesome. Fashion hour. Fashion hour. Okay, let me just pull this up here. While you're doing that, I'm also going to say that Susan uh, did two episodes of Night Rider with no. Mr. Feeney. Oh, actually... Hmm. Knight Rider. So did Feeney play the voice of the car? Yes. Feeney was the voice of Classic. Kit. Classic. Yes. Classic. There we go. Okay. Whoa. Sorry, you're seeing yourself. <laughs> a thing within a thing within a thing. Okay. How is that? Good. Okay. So uh, first. You can see it, right? See it, right, Cody? Yes, I is can see it. Is it large enough just... for you? Yeah, I made my screen bigger. It's good. Okay. Okay, so first up here, of course, we had to have Dana. This is from the first episode, so episode 15. This is when she approaches Sean in the hallway and just wants to have a conversation with him. She is wearing a maxi skirt that is like a light sea foamy type of green very pale green um it has floral print on it like white and black floral print and it definitely has buttons down the center for a second i was like are these pants or a skirt because of the buttons um and her top she is wearing like a maroon um t-shirt on top of that of course she has to have a cardigan because she can't have a leather jacket um and she is wearing another light green um buttoned up cardigan and her hair is kind of you know a center part blonde hair straight down the sides um cody what do you think of this outfit i i do like this i remember a lot of girls wearing this outfit uh in the 90s particularly the the uh the skirt or the dress mm-hmm. uh they they did they would wear the cardigan as well she's got the notebooks the textbooks in her hand uh this is very very 90s i remember this very well mm-hmm. sarah what do you think I feel as though the cardigan's really throwing me off. Like, maybe if she took off the cardigan and, like, tucked in her shirt, like, maybe I would like it better. But the cardigan's cursed. Maybe open up the cardigan? I don't like the cardigan. No, like, I don't. I think it's, it's like, too matchy-matchy with the, the skirt, almost, you know? But it doesn't really match, though. It's like they're two different color sages. 
In my oh opinion. yeah, no, it's but, not exactly yeah. the right. Yeah, yeah. no. But in right. terms of nineties, like I feel like the long skirt with the pattern is accurate. Mm-hmm. Like a ribbed sweater seems accurate. The hair is very accurate, but as in like an outfit, it's like I've I have some questions with this is, outfit. Is she also wearing a belt? Does it look like she's wearing I a, belt, a belt, or is that just too. a shadow? No, I think it's a belt. I think oh, you're it's right. hard. To, I thought it was. I thought it was the um the shirt peeking through. Oh. I don't know. You mean she might be wearing a belt? Um, yeah. If it would was you like wear big... would you wear a belt with this outfit? Uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think they would need one. I think that if you took away the cardigan, had your shirt tucked into the big billowy pants, and had the belt, then that is a potential cute outfit. But no, not like this. Um, Dana. So that is Dana's outfit. Uh, the next outfit I have for the Rachel Green Award is Turner's outfit. This is in the scene where Eli and Turner are joking around with Eric about what his excuse would be for not turning a paper in. He is wearing his typical light wash denim jeans with a um, black belt tucked into that. And the reason I chose this outfit is a uh, very dark green, almost like a hunter green corduroy button down shirt <laughs> whoa, with two whoa, chest whoa. pockets and this tie I don't even know what is going on with this tie it is like red vertical stripes and then there's like a pattern in the middle but I can't figure out what the heck that pattern is <laughs> Sarah what do you think of this tell me why whenever I see Turner wear a tie I'm always like is that saxophones <laughs> like every single time I'm like is it a saxophone could it be um uh, uh it's a moment like this is like um I, I do like the corduroys on him I what's not to like about his tight jeans like this I feel like this is uh I don't know like I, I like this olive green color on him I like the saxophone tie like yeah. Cody what do you what are you thinking about this outfit I will say I had a trumpet tie yeah yes wait okay so- do you see like a hint of an instrument here? Or is that just me? I, I think it might just be you. I'm seeing just, uh, I'm not sure what the pattern is. I'm not really seeing instruments. Yeah, though, it's but, like but, black. It's like blue or excuse me, red, like X's or something. I can't tell. I what always right. see right. saxes. Yes. I don't know uh, why. But I remember this style very well. I actually wore this style at some point at, at times. It was very common for us to wear ties with blue jeans and some sort of button down shirt to, to school. Uh, if we were in the marching band, we'd have a tie with our fav- with our instrument on it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. very very familiar loving loving this style yeah I, I love this like the the corduroy like that you have the corduroy yeah. is so 90s like you can imagine can how hot that was the texture yeah oh yeah yeah um good for the winter i suppose um and the last outfit it's kind of like a dual outfit here but the main reason i chose it this is Corey's winter ensemble so we have the hypoallergenic red this is a ski jacket puffer jacket Blue mittens uh, that probably his grandmother knitted him and matching blue scarf. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a matching hat. He does have a beige beanie, but, you know, mm. can't win them all. Um, and he's actually also wearing what I believe to be uh, green corduroy pants because we do see him take the jacket off. And he's wearing like a light green um blue and brown argyle shirt over top so many layers over top of a lighter <laughs> blue button down over top of a white um t-shirt cody what did you think of this outfit i i do like this i like the the jacket with the the mittens and the and the hat i like that a little bit more than the the, the shirt outfit um i think he needs to tuck in his his shirt that he's wearing yeah uh yes uh, can you go back to that yes 
Yes. Uh, so yeah, you need to tuck that in. I do like the the argyle, but the the open collar, the big open collar in the the shirt underneath the sweater, not a fan of it. Yeah, the colors like is like almost like sea foamy green, like tealish. It's it doesn't really match the whole ensemble. Um, but I do want to point out that with his puffer jacket, he had both mittens with him. So in, sometime in between uh, this episode and the next, he lost his one mitten. So it's because the, the blizzard has just been crazy all month. Yes. It's it's like it's like the wardrobe department really liked seafoam green and brown in these two episodes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make this does not make sense. This the seafoam color. No, not uh, at all. With the Argyle. But I love Argyle. Um, I love the pattern of Argyle a lot. It'll also be interesting to see later on if this is the same uh, jacket and mittens that he has at the famous um, ski lodge episode. Mm. Oh my gosh! We're gonna have yes. to remember that because he—I'm pretty sure he wore this jacket when he went to Feeney's cabin. Oh yeah. So. yeah! No, you're right. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. I love the consistency. Um, so which would you guys pick as the most '90s outfit for the Rachel Green Award? We have Dana, we have Turner, and we have Corey. I have my selection. I think that Turner is going to take it home today. What do you think, Cody? I, I agree. I like the Turner outfit. That's that's very, very 90s. I, I personally wore that during the 90s. Uh, I, I, I wish I could have pulled that off today. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, right. I, I'm going to pull it off. Go, Turner. Look at that. You and your corduroy. Um, all right. Next up, we have the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Um, if you saw Feeney's cardigan and were like, damn, that's timeless, he is now nominated because... This cardigan, I had to. It's a plum. I love it. It's like an eggplanty plum color. This is in, sorry, this is in uh, episode 16 um, when Eric comes back from being on the um, on the news and everybody's so happy for him. Look at that smile on Feeney's face. He's so happy he for so Eric. Happy. He's so cheery. Um, he is wearing uh, a white turtleneck, as I know um, Sarah loves. He's wearing a um, light blue and white kind of checkered button down that's opened up a little bit and of course the plum eggplanty colored cardigan it is ribbed it is a v-neck it has these cute buttons on it it has pockets what's not to love sarah i love this outfit i love this plum color i love the shirt underneath love the turtleneck i like how happy he is like feeny is definitely serving looks this uh season i i get excited by all the feeny looks um, it's just like this this cardigan jacket is so cozy. So cozy. I'm I'm very jealous. I would like it. I, I mean I I like it too. I like the turtleneck. It's almost like he needs a cigar and some cognac in his hand oh, to, yes. to top it <laughs> off though. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um no, I, I love Beanie here. Look at how look at how happy he is. Um, next up, I picked Eric's, um, ensemble that he wears to go to the weather station. Um, so he is wearing black dress pants, black shoes. He has on like what looks to be kind of like a gray, um, suit jacket. When I did, there were some other photos. It looks kind of like it's a checkerboard pattern. It's hard to tell though. He has a white button down shirt. And then of course a necktie. It's kind of a strange necktie though, because at the bottom, I don't know if it's like a wreath or what it is. It's supposed to be, but it's blue at the bottom. I honestly like the more casual look of that. We see him in later when he actually turns in the paper to Feeney and he's just wearing 
the white button down with the black pants and you know the sleeves are rolled up it's a little bit more casual um but cody what do you think of this outfit i, I do like the suit uh i, I probably would have preferred him to kind of have a matching jacket to go with his pants yeah. mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the um the tie is very interesting i don't I not re- recall seeing a pattern that like that it's uh very mm-hmm. very unique but i i think i'm i like the casual look a little bit better as well he's got his sleeves rolled up he's got the jacket off uh it, it, i i feel that the the that without the jacket it's more timeless mm-hmm. yeah I, I really like the um, the jacketless outfit as well, where it's just like the white shirt rolled up. I, I think that he looks cool and casual and his hair looks good. He looks like he could definitely be an intern for maybe like a um, like a starter. Yeah, like a starter <laughs> company. Like um, so I thought that he looked good in that in that uh, scene. Mm hmm. Um, and lastly, we have Turner on date night. Uh, this is the outfit he wears to go on the date with Dana's mom, Susan. Um, so uh, he has on, of course, he always has light denim jeans on. So I just like give him a pass on that, you know. Um, but this sweater, very cute. It's like an oatmeal-y color. Um, and it's kind of like a V-neck, looks very cozy. And he has a white t-shirt on underneath it. And he's matching it for, uh, to go outside, he has on kind of like a wine or, you know, kind of deep, deep red, uh, excuse me, scarf. And of course, his typical uh, brown leather jacket. I, I really like this sweater, too. Like, I really, it looks really nice. Um, I like the scarf, uh, the jeans, and the brown leather jacket. I don't feel like bring us into the 2021 era, but right. I really like this sweater on him. No, it's a, I Cody, think it's a cute sweater. Yeah. What do you think, Cody? Cody? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like the sweater as well. I, I'm not sure how to feel about the, the jacket with the scarf. Uh, I feel like Philadelphia, when you're in the middle of a blizzard, you shouldn't be wearing a leather jacket. Uh, Fair. But the, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but the scarf is definitely going to keep you warm. Uh, but I, I think going jacketless and scarfless is probably the, the, the proper choice. Yes. Um, so what do you all think for the winner here? We have Feeney, Eric, and Turner to choose from. After you, Cody. Okay, I- I'm going to go with the Eric uh, jacketless oh. outfit. I think that's a little more timeless today. He's kind of like, he's 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 got his sleeves rolled up. It's a white button-down shirt. He looks like he's uh, ready to get down and get to work. Mm-hmm. And I can see anyone that's kind of in a some sort of corporate environment, uh, uh, you know, get, wearing this and, 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 um, and pulling this off today. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I was going to go with Feeny. Like, I like Feeny's outfit, like Grandpa Chic. Jess, <laughs> do you want to break the tie? Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Yeah. We um, rarely break ties, so I this know. is an exciting event. Oh, you know what? I'm going to, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because I love, I do love Feeny's cardigan. I do love it. But I'm going to give it to Eric simply because I forgot to mention this during the episode. But Eric got a haircut, and it looks so much better. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was getting very long. It was getting way too, like, <laughs> yeah. floopy and long. And I yeah. really love his new haircut. For, so simply for that alone, Eric is going to get my point here. I'm breaking the tie. And I agree with Cody. I prefer it, um, the casual look, to the the full ensemble. Because I agree with Cody. I feel like the, the matching jacket is a little bit better. Um, so congratulations to Turner and Eric. The men taking it today. Usually the women are like all over these fashion awards. Um, mm-hmm. But congratulations to the men today. And you know what? I feel like it's fitting that Eric at least won an award because that was a big episode for him. So he should get it. 
Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I agree. Yes. So thank you so much for coming on, Cody. Do you have anything you want to plug? Where can the people find you? Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, yeah, I podcast, um, on at the AGT time podcast. We're in the middle of season 16 of America's Got Talent. So excited. The live shows started last night. Uh, we just got back from a two week break from uh, the Olympics. Uh, so the, the show is really kicking into high gear now. Uh, we'll be bringing out our podcast for that for the live shows here uh, on Friday. Um, so we, we can't wait to talk about that. But you, if you want to listen, you can find us on Twitter at AGT Time Pod, also on Instagram at uh, AGT Time Pod. Wonderful. Oh, I have a very funny story for you, Cody. So okay. I was with my parents this past weekend. Um, we were up at their camp. And we are just like, we just get into random topics. You never know where the conversation is going to go. And my dad brings up, he's like, there was this guy that used to be able to swallow things and like do things in his stomach and then like regurgitate them. And he was called like the regurgitator or something. The the professional regurgitator. Yes. Yes. He showed us these videos. The one of the grossest things I've seen in a long time. And he's like, how does he do it? And I was like, dad, I have no idea how he does this thing. But it's very impressive to watch. So look yes. that up on YouTube if you're interested and can stomach it, because it is kind of disgusting. No, he doesn't vomit or anything, but it just it is kind yep. of gross. Um, yeah, and swallow light bulbs and coins and all and kinds of things. And he puts like a screw yep. and a bolt together in That's right. like in there, <laughs> like in his stomach. Yep. In his stomach, yep. So disgusting, amazing, weird. Check out Cody's podcast where uh, he's not covering that because that was, I don't know when that season that was. That was a while back, but um, definitely check it out because there are some crazy things on that show. <laughs> yes, Sarah looks so confused. <laughs> I'm d- I'm scared. <laughs> I was scared I'm, too. I'm scared. I've never seen such a thing and it seems not safe. I agree. Which is <laughs> <laughs> why I'm not doing it. Um, yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, for us, we are not swallowing swords or anything of that manner (laughs) at this moment, maybe in the future. Um, But we do have some exciting stuff for bonus content coming up later this month. And you can always find our Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World coverage. Follow us on um, Instagram and Twitter at Shit90sPod. You can always email us at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Absolutely. And feel free to uh, give us five stars on any ratings. Review us. We love it. Um, coming up next week, we have episodes 17 and 18, and we won't be alone again. Another exciting guest, super excited to have the Ben Sandwich himself. Um, he is from a other Boy Meets World podcast, Boys Meet Podcast. So super excited to have him on to talk episodes 17 and 18. I can't believe we're almost to the end of the season already. Feels like we just started season three. Um, so we are barreling down there. I can't wait till we get to more Topanga and Corey drama it's, it's all going to be great towards the end of season three. Yeah. And we'll have to have you on for season four, Cody. Absolutely. I'd love to come back. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Cody, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you all next Just time. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.